Where did the truth go and hide in politics? Well, it's time to find it and bring it back. Welcome to No Truth Politics, where you know truth or you have no truth. I'm your host, Mr. Misunderstood, and I'll be having the distinct privilege and honor of helping you rip the Band-Aid off when it comes to all things truth in politics today. As always, to stay up to date with all things No Truth Politics, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. To help support us here financially, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or episode description. And once you're on the website, click on support. Well, without further ado, Buckle up and get ready because it's time to rip the Band-Aid off so the truth can set you free. Welcome back to the program. On this edition, we're going to be going into digital currency will be a topic we're going to dive into. Then we're going to move right into food processing plants disappearing. Why is that? What's going on? Then buying up our land. Who's to do? Who's to blame? Who's doing it? And where are they doing it? And why? We'll get to the bottom of that. The big topic of the week. It seems like the China spy balloon is the big bad topic that we're going to dive into headstrong. Like everybody else, we'll be getting into the details on that. And it's rather interesting, so you won't want to miss it. Democrats and committee assignments in the House of Representatives. What's going on there? And who, just who, is shedding tears? Then we'll move right into Ashley Biden. Hmm, Haven't heard that name in a while. Well, we're bringing her back to the forefront on the program. John Paul McIsaac, criminal charges. Hmm. Wonder what's going on there. Real World War III threat and a nuclear war threat that we're going to dive into. And why is Boris Johnson of Great Britain coming to the U.S. to advocate for a potential Third World War? We're going to get into that. Project Veritas being banned. Hmm, what are they being banned from or threatened to being banned from? Good old George Santos. Going to dive into that guy. Hmm, that's a fun one. Lindsey Graham killing Trump with kindness. Hmm. What are the real motives behind this? We're going to reveal those on the program. Once you go woke, you end up broke. Hmm. That's going to be quite the surprise there. Fired for not wearing a mask outside in 2023. Crazy, but we'll dive into it. Unattractive people willing to do what? Hmm. Have to stay tuned to find that one out. Going to prison for Hillary Clinton memes on Twitter. Hmm. Interesting. And we'll wrap up the program, as always, with a send-off, a feel-good story of the week. But first and foremost, this week, we're diving right into a presidential run for who? Oh, that's juicy. 2024 is heating up. As we know, President Trump has thrown his name into the ring. Nikki Haley looks like she's set for an announcement. Hmm, That wouldn't be too good. Um, And on the Democratic side, it looks like Biden says he's running for re-election. 
but he might have competition. It's looking like Michelle Obama's coming into the news cycle more and more each and every day. She's doing interviews with magazines. She's throwing, you know, putting that publicity out there. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Looking like a potential presidential runs coming up. I mean, what candidate do the Democrats really have to put up there? You can't throw up Gavin Newsom. I mean, look what he's doing to destroy California more and more each day. So they're running out of options. They, quite frankly, are out of options. Their best bet would be to run Michelle Obama. And let me tell you this. She's preparing for it, in my humble opinion. And it looks like it's going to happen. But you need to be very, very afraid of this. Because she won't only use race to win her um party election, the Democratic ticket. She won't use just race to win on the Democratic side because her husband didn't do that. And they're very smart. They're both very smart and methodical. So be very, very worried. We're not dealing with another Biden here. They do have, you know, the malls open and there are people in there shopping. So, you know, they've got some intellect, some smarts, some brains, and it's going to be quite the interesting thing to watch her run for a potential bid to make that potential bid and it's it's steamy it's heating up it's getting really real 2024 is uh picking up some steam i remember years ago i thought that uh i predicted that uh, and i was dead wrong i predicted oprah winfrey to make a run for political office and how terrifying that would have truly truly been uh, and i don't want to put too much out in the atmosphere like that because i really don't want something like that to happen quite frankly i don't want michelle obama to run i'd rather biden run again because he'll get destroyed so but democrats are too smart you know i mean they have some brains they understand biden's too much of a liability now and that's why they're trying to get ri- trying to get rid of him themselves with the whole uh classified documents scandal and all this other stuff that they're trying to raid various homes in Rehoboam, Delaware, and all this stuff is beach house over there and uh, a bunch of stuff going on. And it's, it's just shady stuff. And we're, we're getting to where it's, you know, things are ramping up, things are heating up, it's getting real. And that, like I said, in that political landscape for the Democrats on the Democratic ticket, they just shook up who's going to vote for first in their uh, primaries. It's not going to be Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire anymore. It's looking like it's going to be South Carolina, maybe some Nevada. That's, you know, they voted and approved it. So that's where it's looking like it's going to be. And uh, Iowa and New Hampshire are very much up in arms about how the uh, political roadmap for the primaries for the Democrats is changing for the first time in at least a century. I mean, it's been a long time. They've had that calendar for many, many, many years, many decades. So it's uh, pretty intense. It's getting real, like I keep saying, because it's getting real. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, you know, for Michelle Obama, let me let me be very clear about this. For her to run and to make a political, to throw her name in the ring and to be doing all these interviews she's doing and stuff like that to get to get that publicity, to get her name out there and to get people's eyes fixed on her and, and thus and such and talking about in interviews about how, you know, she's going through menopause and all this stuff. That's why I'm saying she's not only going to use race. She's talking menopause. She's talking, she's trying to relate to those sur- suburban women 
who Biden really didn't do too well with in the last election, presidential election cycle. And she's trying to win those suburban women voters. And, you know, they deal with this stuff. They deal with real life issues. And so she understands that she can't just win based on race. So she's, you know, using that feministic dialogue and 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 ideal ideology to try and get those uh, suburban uh, women voters so you know like i said she's not she ain't stupid she's she's got some brains you know barack obama i mean he won twice so don't th- don't don't think they're you know some spring chickens that don't know what they're doing because quite frankly they know what they're doing they've done this before so be very, very weary and afraid and don't, you know, think that you've got this in the bag as uh, Republicans or even if you're a Democrat, you don't want her even then. So that's, you know, it's a real, real situation going on. It's stir The pot's are stirring on the Democratic side with Biden getting looking like I, I don't even know what's going on with that, with the, the, the documents and this and that and the other. And who knows? But the bottom line here is. My prediction is I just don't think Biden's going to make a run. I just cannot see it. I don't know that he's even going to make it through his first term, quite frankly. I, you know, that's that's my hot take. So take it for what it is. So this discussion about a move to full on digital currency, what is it? What does it mean? And I highly recommend you really look this up. Because banks and ATMs are disappearing at an extremely alarming rate worldwide, and in particular in this country. Look it up. It's there. So with that being said, why would that be a scary thought, a scary thing? Because politically speaking, if you don't agree with them politically, their beliefs, their values, their whatever, they'll just shut your money off. They'll make you starve. They'll essentially kill you, murder you. Because you can't eat, you can't do nothing, you can't go outside. Money dictates what you can do, the ability to get food, the ability to get shelter. All these very important and critical life essentials, you won't be able to get anymore because you won't have access to your funds. They're going to just turn the valve off. The minute you disagree with anything they have to say or do, we're just going to shut your money off. Adios, amigos. You can't buy food. No eggs for you. No milk no water, no gas to go drive, so on and so forth. It's the same with um, battery-powered cars. What do they want to move the battery-powered cars for other than money and greed and fulfilling lobby, lobbyist, lobbyist interests and lining their pockets, which is the big thing? The other part of it is they control the power grid. So again, if you're on full-on energy, full-on uh, electric grid, for the chart to be able to charge the batteries. Again, they don't like your political ideology. They don't like that you're uh, going against what they're saying or doing. They'll just shut your power off. I mean, it's all about control. And if you don't understand that yet, you need to understand it now. It is all about mind control, controlling your moves, controlling your thoughts, controlling your actions. Because once they control you and your money, they control everything. They control your decision-making. They control your thoughts. They control your actions. They control you. Don't let them. So that's the big thing about digital currency. It's why you don't want to move to a full-on digital currency and a cashless society. But they're doing it, and they're doing it at an alarming rate. You see signs all over the place in different various stores saying, oh, we don't have change. Whatever. You don't have change. We're in 2023. How do you not have change? 
you have changed. You're just putting up a sign because you want to move to digital currency and you're just manipulating people into getting you to do it or in, into letting you do it. Basically how it's boiling down. So don't lie about it. Just be open and honest about it. Be real, be transparent. And, you know, just uh, be honest with us about what you're doing, your agenda, your plans. Don't try and manipulate our minds into thinking that we're getting something that we're not or whatever. It's just, it's foolish. You know, we're, we're, America's waking up and we're seeing right through your schemes, your plans, your manipulation, your tactics. And we're saying, we see you, we raise you this. We see that, we raise you this, and we're going to vote you out. So it, it's worked for a while. And the, the sad thing is, I heard the other day, and it's so true, we're allowing this to happen. They're doing this to us because we're allowing it. Rather than saying, you know what, we're done allowing this to happen. We're stepping up, we're standing up, and we're saying no more. We're voting you out. We're doing this. We're going to meetings. We're holding you accountable. We're holding your feet to the fire and saying no more. No more. That's what needs to happen. It needs to transpire and it needs to do it right away. We need to wake up. And if we don't, we've lost. We've lost the nation. We've lost the fabric of what makes this great nation so incredibly great. And we can't do that. We can't afford to have that happen. We can't afford to allow it to happen. So again, we need to wake up. So wake up. Let's get with the program here. Come on. Come on, man. Like Joe Biden says, come on, man. <laughs> again, with the digital currency, they're trying to, you know, not let your le the left hand know what the right hand's doing here with the food processing plants. They're disappearing. Why? They're burning down. They're getting destroyed. They're having outbreaks. They're doing this. They're doing that. I don't know, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it seems kind of odd that they're all happening very close together. They're burning down. They're having these weird things happen and it's all over the country. And you can read story upon story about how they're burning down. They're having outbreaks. They're doing this, they're doing that. And it just really gets you thinking some weird things are going on here. So, you know, do your own research, figure it out for yourself, figure out why. But I'm telling you right now, it is happening. Food shortages in this country are a direct result from food plants being destroyed at such an alarming rate here at home. So we got to do something about it. We got to wake up and realize it's happening. Why is it happening? And how can we fix it? And maybe it starts with some mom and pops instead of big corporations gobbling up all the you know, distribution plants for food and so on and so forth. Maybe we stop monopolizing things. Just a thought. And speaking of monopolies, why on earth would we ever think it'd be okay to allow China to buy even a fraction of a centimeter of our land? But they're doing it, and they're doing it by critical military bases, and they're buying up farmland, and they're doing it under shell corporations and whatever else, but they're trying to be secretive about it, but it's very obvious what's going on here. and. I just can't wrap my head around why, as a nation on earth, we would ever think it's okay to allow China to be buying anything in our country, ever. It should be outlawed. It should be banned, 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. We should have an embargo against China like we do against Cuba. I just can't wrap my head around why this isn't the case. We shouldn't be doing business with a dictatorship in any way, shape, or form, whether we're doing business over in their country, like the manufacturing plants that have been shipped over there at such an alarming rate? How about the drug industry? How about getting your hands on some uh, 
antibiotics, what do they make? Like 75, 90, 75% to 90% of our antibiotics or more come from China? How is that okay? Why are we allowing that? They should be made here. Because if China doesn't like our politics, boom, they'll just shut the valve off and then we'll just die of bacteria infections and diseases that we can't get antibiotics to kill. This is stuff. This is real hard-hitting stuff that we need. We, you ought to be thinking about this. And you ought to be standing up and saying, we're not putting up with this no more. We need to take our nation back and we need to bring back jobs and manufacturing back to our own country, back home, because especially critical stuff like the drugs that we need to become better or I don't know, just everything in general, nothing, nothing. I repeat, nothing should ever be manufactured, made in China. We should be doing absolutely zero zilch none, no business with China or in China, period, end of discussion. And they should not be allowed to buy up anything, anything of ours here in this nation. Not now, not ever. It should never be okay. They are a dictatorship. They are our greatest um, enemy, a foreign, foreign enemy. They're our foreign adversary. Why would we want to do business with them? Why? It doesn't make any sense. So let's stop doing business with China. It's really not that complicated. It really isn't. There are many other countries we could be doing business with that would happily take our business that have way better values and actually treat their people right and don't you know, do slave labor. How about that? It's just crazy. Let's wrap our head around this. Let's understand what's going on here and let's make something happen. Let's get better about this. Let's be better as a nation and expect more from our political leaders to step up and to make legislation and to pass it quickly, bipartisanly in the House, in the Senate, and let the president sign it saying, we will no longer be doing business with China, in China or with China, and they will be no longer allowed to buy anything or do business in our country, period, end of discussion. It used to be that America had some backbone that we didn't, we were actually the political center for making sure that China didn't do any kind of uh, business with anything in the West. And now they're doing, they're taking over Brazil. They're, they've taken over the majority of Latin America. They've already got Africa uh, on lock. I mean, what, what's going on here? Why are we allowing this? It shouldn't be allowed. We should be stepping up and saying, no, we need to put them on their heels because they're laughing all the way to the bank because we're weak. We're shown as weak. We're seen as weak in the eyes of China. And rightfully so, because we are weak in the eyes of China. We're weak as a nation in the eyes of everyone. And it's because of our leadership. It starts from the top. We need to elect better leaders that represent our core values as a nation far better than what they're doing right now. They're not representing middle America. They're not representing hardworking, blue collar, get, pull, your boot, pull, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, hardworking Americans. They're not doing it. So let's get them to do it. Let's force them to do it by how we vote, by how we do things, by holding them accountable, by going to public forums and meetings and holding them accountable and saying, we will not put up with this. We're stopping it right here. The buck stops here. Let's do something about it. Rise up, America. Let's do it. Come on. Like Joe Biden says, come on, man. Speaking of the political class in the left, Democrats under Nancy Pelosi's leadership in the House of Representatives for the last oof, many years decided that it'd be in their best interest to start kicking Republicans off committees. So if the shoe fits and Republicans now have control over the House, well, 
two can play at that game. So says Mike, uh, Kevin McCarthy and others in the Republican leadership, and they've been booting off Democrats. Let's be perfectly clear. It's not apples to or it's not apples to apples here. Democrats deserve to be kicked off their committees, these particular Democrats that have been, because of their beliefs and their values. Eric Swalwell is clearly understood to have had, and it's proven, because he has not denied it himself at all, because he can't, had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy. And yet you're going to put him on the Intel committee? That, what? That doesn't make any sense. So yeah, of course he gets booted off, and rightfully so. You can't, he's got Chinese spies he's in bed with, literally and figuratively, and you're putting him on the Intel committee, basically giving them free access to our Intel. How does that make any sense? How is that good for America? How is that good for our democracy? It, it isn't. You're giving them the keys to the kingdom. Stop giving them the keys to the kingdom. So Kevin McCarthy and other Republicans on the leadership side in the House of Representatives say, no, we're not doing that. The buck stops here. We're not allowing it. Finally, we voted in some people that actually might have a little bit of a backbone. Just saying. It's about time. They're making some good headway, some good progress, some good changes. They're doing something good. They're doing something right. Finally, it's about time. And so Democrats are getting booted off committees. And you've got like Ayanna Presley crying on the House floor because she's up in arms because Elon Omar's booted off her committee assignment or foreign affairs committee. How is she foreign affairs and she hates America? She hates, she despises America. She's from Somalia. She came here as an immigrant and yet she hates our country with an utter passion. How is she even in the House of Representatives, much less on a committee? You hate America. It's crystal clear. And you hate your, your, your comments and your tweets show that you're not very friendly towards Jews. And last time I checked, America's got a good working relationship with Israel and we darn well should. So, you know, what's going on with that? She should be booted off those committees or off the committee she was on because she doesn't support Israel. She doesn't like the country one bit. It's crystal clear. Just go look it up. And she shouldn't be on any kind of committee assignment. It's just proven. She doesn't have what it takes. She's a liability, a huge one. And so, yeah, boot her off. There's no doubt in my mind she should get the boot. And so if she's up in arms about that, well, there's a surefire way you could fix it. You know, actually show that you care about America and America's interests. And you're about being about America first and our agenda and what we should be doing and believing upon first and foremost. And put that at the forefront of your thoughts and considering America is the best country in the world and actually, you know, write some legislation and have some comments and some backbone and, you know, stand up for what's right. And until then, well, you ain't getting on a committee under Republican leadership. It's just that simple. Now, Republicans are booted off committee assignments. Well, that was just a political stunt because what did they do wrong? Now, if Republicans are booted off committee assignments because of things they do wrong, then there's nothing wrong with that. They should be. If they were, if a Republican congressman was having relationships, sexual relationships with foreign spies from China or whatever country, then yeah, they shouldn't be on the Intel Committee. I mean, it's crystal clear. This isn't a partisan issue. This is a non-partisan issue. We need to be about America. We need to be about protecting America and our sovereignty and our homeland and our security and our interests. And if you're not about that, then you shouldn't be on a committee, especially an intel committee. This isn't rocket science, people. This really is not that hard to understand and comprehend. To care about America, to put America first, to be 
fiery and passionate and wanting to have the best America that we can have each and every day. This isn't that complicated. So why must we make it complicated? And why, you know, just put on a show and be a drama enthusiast on the house floor? You got um, AOC screaming and yelling, throwing books on the table or whatever she's doing, throwing a fit. They're all throwing a fit. They're hysterical. And you get, you know, you, you hear women all the time. Well, well, don't call us hysterical. What do you call what AOC did other than to call it what it is? She's hyster- she was hysterical. That's what she was in that moment. Not overall, maybe, but in that moment, in that particular instance, that's what that is. It's calling a spade a spade. It's hysteria. That's just what it is. So, you know, it's, it's and to be quite honest, Republicans were probably in, in one article I was reading or thing I came across was probably doing Democrats a favor by getting rid of uh, Elon, Elon Omar off of committee assignments. I mean, the, the woman was married to her own brother and that's proven. So I don't know about you, but I don't know of a country where that's ever okay. Just saying. I mean, if you can name one, please do me a favor. Email me. Inbox at pearlygatesusa.com. You email me. You email me right away and let me know. Inbox at pearlygatesusa.com. If you can name one country in the world where marrying your brother is ever okay, go ahead and do it. I dare you. And so it's just, it's really simple. People shouldn't be on committee assignments that aren't any good, that aren't, you know, qualified, that don't meet basic, I mean, the most basic human principles and morals and values and beliefs. They don't meet, they don't even meet the bar. They don't come anywhere near it or close to it. They shouldn't be on a committee assignment. It's really, really simple. It, this isn't hard to understand. It, it's not partisan. I'm with it on the Republican side. I'm with it on the Democratic side. This is a nonpartisan issue at all. It's all about making sure that we're doing what's best for the country each and every day. And if you've got people that can't do that or that don't want to do it or that hate America, well, why are we even electing them? One. Two, why would we ever dare put them on a committee? It doesn't make any sense. They don't have America's best interests at heart. They're all about themselves. They're all about greed. They're all about money. They're all about the almighty dollar, uh, giving into lobbyists left, right, and center, and lining their own pockets. And that's not okay. We ought to say no more again. So let's do it. Let's say no more. Today, it stops. The buck stops here. Do you ever wonder what it'd be like to be able to listen to each and every episode seamlessly and without the interruption of ads and sponsorships? Well, we've got some great news for you today. We've listened and are now doing something about it for you. Say hello to ad-free and sponsorship-free listening and many more exclusive benefits when you become a Crusader Plus today. To find out more about how you can become a Crusader Plus today, Go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. Once on the website, click on the link No Truth Politics Plus under the No Truth Politics category. Follow No Truth and myself, Mr. Misunderstood, on all major social media platforms by going to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once on the website, click on social media. 
Become a Crusader Insider for free today by going to our website, links.thebigtimeusa.com, or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, fill out your full name and email address in the proper fields at the bottom of the page and hit submit, and you'll officially be a Crusader Insider today, gaining you access to insider information all the latest and greatest new things happening within our podcast franchise and companies, all the updates, promotions, offers, and much, much more. What in the world is going on with the story of the week? This China spy balloon scandal. And I mean, it is a doozy. So basically, if you aren't aware of what's going on, The China balloon was caught flying in and over Montana and other parts of the country, thousands of miles of the country. And the Biden administration and the Department of Justice and the Pentagon and everybody, they all knew about it months, months ago. It's freely admitted. The Pentagon admitted it. They conceded that it was months ago that they knew about this when it was flying from China. When it, before, I think it might even have been before it left China or as it was leaving China, they knew about this balloon. So to say, and the, the sad thing is, is I'll get into what it's all about, but I'm going to get, you know, I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead of the gun here. I'm jumping the gun. But basically for the administration to say, oh, we can't shoot it down or get rid of it or eliminate the threat because it, it's risking human lives and blah, blah, blah. That's a sob story. That's just completely and utterly false because if they, they wanted to shoot it down, it could have been shot down far before it even entered our country period end of discussion they knew about it for months they lied and whatever it was a cover-up whatever it is they knew about it for months and they could have shot it down over the sea over the ocean water where there's no threat to life and this would have been completely avoided but they didn't do that for whatever reason who knows they need to explain themselves clearly the american people have a right to know you and I have a right to know what is going on here and why. It's just, it's beyond bizarre and bonkers as to what's going on here. So the story is the China balloon, it's apparently some kind of spy balloon with, it's like 200 feet long or wide or thousands of pounds in weight. It looked like it had a satellite attached to it. It's just flying very slowly and methodically over our country, over our critical infrastructure, military bases, so on and so forth. Who knows what kind of information, intel it was gathering, pictures, audio, who knows the potential of this thing. So eventually it did get shot down by the military. So they're trying to track down where it landed and get as much from it as they can to recover as much of it as they can to see what China was trying to do and what they were trying to get with these spy balloons. But this isn't even the first instance. Uh, it's coming out more and more that this isn't even the first one. Not, not in our country. It's not the first one in our country. And it's not the first one. There's one over Latin America. I think as I'm speaking right now, there's one over Latin America. And then there's one, I mean, there's multiple, this is not the first instance of this happening. These China balloons have been flying in and around countries for months, years, who knows? But it's the first time that, you know, somebody, Americans have seen it and, you know, floating thousands, tens of thousands of feet up, but it's just crazy. And, and now it's coming to light that there was explosives on board so that the darn thing could self-destruct. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. It needs to get to, somebody needs to get to everybody. We all need to get to the bottom of this thing and understand what the heck is going on. 
Because as I said, the Pentagon's conceded that the Biden administration knew about track and they were tracking it for months since it left China, which again, like I said, means they could have shot it down months ago over the water before it invaded our country. And yes, invaded our country. And they could have done so months ago over the water. This is just crazy. This whole thing is nuts. And it's China invading our country, gaining intel over us. And you have to think, would we be able to fly a balloon into China and them not shoot it down immediately and create like world war type problems? I mean, this is insanity. We need to grow a backbone as a nation. This is why I'm saying, as I said earlier, we're a, we're a very weak nation in the eyes of other countries right now. It's like insane. Like what was, what was the purpose of this balloon? Was it an intel gathering mission? Was it, hey, we're just going to see how weak you really are and we're going to take a balloon into your nation and we're just because we can? And we could do it. You're going to do nothing about it. Like, what is the utter goal and mission of why they put a balloon into our sovereign nation, into our air defenses, or into our skies and over our military bases and critical ones at that that house missiles? It's, it, it, it's really in Spain, insane. And they shouldn't be, this thing should never have been allowed to be in our airspace. And you probably didn't even know about the others because they were classified and still are classified, the other balloons that were in our nation and in other nations across the world. They were classified by the Biden administration. And the question, obviously, is why? Why is China deploying these balloons into our airspace? Why are they over our critical military installations and even in other countries throughout the world, like Latin America? What is this really about? What is the reasoning behind it? And if, the, like, okay, so if this was Russia doing this, to us, to, if Russia took a spy balloon into our nation and they were doing it, it would have been stopped and shot down immediately and they would, the media would have been all over it. This is nuts. There would have been no questions asked because, because Russia has paid, hasn't, uh, this Russia would have been, the balloon from Russia would have been shot down because Russia has not paid off Hunter Biden for access to his father, like China has. So the, basically, it seems as though China gets a free pass to do whatever it wants because they bought Hunter Biden and access to Joe Biden. They get a free pass. Oh, well, you're good. You're all right. Float, float the balloon into, your, into our airspace. We have no problem. Get all the intel you want. Do whatever you want. Destroy us if you want. It's like, what is going on here? And this needs to be investigated today. Like today, this needs to be investigated. Like immediately, this is absolute insanity. This is nuts. Like this should never have happened. Not one day, not ever. This... Put it to bed. Stand up. Say, we're going to investigate this. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And China will pay. Again, it needs to be stated that China must pay for this. They can't get a free pass. They can't allow, we can't allow this to happen and to give nations a free pass to say, hey, whatever. You know, do whatever you want. Take our critical infrastructure, pictures, audio, whatever they were doing. This is nuts. It needs to be investigated by the DOJ and the Pentagon. But will it be? Probably not, in my opinion. You know, hopefully the House of Representatives that is controlled by the Republicans gets to the bottom of it. Because like I said, Americans have the right to know and deserve to know. You deserve to know. I deserve to know. And like I said, man, like explosive being in it. Like, really? This is nuts. This is absolute insanity and completely and utterly insane and just crazy. And it needs to get addressed. And this needs to get rectified immediately, like yesterday. This is crazy. So rolling right along here, we're going to bring up good old Ashley Biden again, talking about the Biden administration. Good segue into that. So you got this Ashley Biden, which is Joe Biden's daughter. 
and she had a diary. And basically, she says within this diary that uh, Project Veritas got their hands on because of, you know, I don't even remember how they got their hands on it. I don't think it had to do anything with Ill- illegality in any way. And so I think I'm almost certain they obtained it legally, but you could quote, you could go look it up for yourself to find, to, to verify that. Obviously, I'd recommend you do that. And so basically she says in this daughter, in this diary that her father, Joe Biden was taking showers with her and that she remembers them. So obviously she's of the age where this should not be taking place because if you can remember taking showers with your father, you're too old and he shouldn't be doing that. Shame on him. And so, and she later on thinks and has stated that she thinks that later on in life, this contributed to her sexual compulsions. And instead of the DOJ investigating Joe Biden about these claims that his daughters made in her diary, they raided James O'Keefe of Project Veritas to seize the evidence, the diary itself. So let's figure out why is that? And still, to this day, nobody's talking about this months and months later. Like this needs to be at the forefront of hearts and minds. We need to figure out what the heck is going on here. How on earth is it ever okay for a president, now president, wasn't president at the time, one would hope, uh, his daughter's older, she's probably in her 30s, 40s, so obviously this was decades ago, but how is this ever okay that you're to be showering with a girl that remembers it? Like, it's nuts. It's disgusting. So that needs to get rectified. And why is the DOJ trying to cover up for the Biden administration? That's a real question that needs to get asked. And they're doing it and they're doing it over and over and over again. Not just in this instance, but in many cases, they're doing it over and over again. And they're covering up for not only Joe Biden, but they're covering up for his son, Hunter Biden. Now you've got John Paul McIsaac and the DOJ is trying to convince the, uh, I'm sorry, the Biden attorneys, Hunter Biden's attorneys are trying to convince the general, uh, the attorney general of Delaware who's close friends with the Biden family, I might add, and it's been proven in Facebook posts and more that this woman's made, the Attorney General of Delaware, they're trying to get her to press charges against John Paul McIsaac for being possessing a laptop that he had the right to possess because Hunter Biden signed a contract when he dropped off the laptop to be serviced by John Paul uh, McIsaac he signed a 99 a contract that stated 90 days. You have 90 days to come pick up your laptop. And he made repeated attempts to try and get to Hunter Biden because he wanted to get paid for the job. It's not like he wants the laptop. He didn't want it. And so he wanted to get paid for the job, tries reaching out to Hunter Biden over and over and over again on various different occasions and to no avail. And so he ended up being the owner of the laptop because 90 days passed. So, you know, he broke the contract, Hunter Biden did. And so John Paul McIsaac didn't do anything illegal in possessing the laptop. Hunter Biden violated the contract. He tried to get a hold of Hunter Biden numerous times to no avail. So he had the right to access the property. It became his. And so how could you press charges against, against John Paul McIsaac for releasing the laptop? And the sad thing is, is they, they say in one part or one day or one moment, the lawyers say that the he possessed a laptop at Hunter Biden's property. And then they ref- then they roll back on those claims saying, well, oh, well, you know, alleged property, like it didn't even exist. So it's basically like, um, this is basically like trying to prosecute someone for stealing someone's imaginary house keys. It's like, well, so the, the, the laptop, you know, it was Hunter Biden's property, but it's not his property because it doesn't exist. 
So, uh, hey, uh, Attorney General of Delaware, press charges against him for uh, allegedly stealing a laptop that we claim doesn't even exist. It's just foolishness. This is it's, it's madness. It's utter craziness. And this needs to stop. It's an abuse of power. It's an abuse of the DOJ. Well, not DOJ. It's the abuse of Hunter Biden's attorneys trying to leverage an attorney general of Delaware. That's the correct way I needed to put it. And it, this just should not be happening. I mean, they are leveraging the DOJ in other instances and in other areas, but not in this particular one. But it's just crazy. This, this, this stuff shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't try and leverage as Hunter Biden's attorneys are doing leverage the attorney general of Delaware to get to do your dirty business, to do your dirty work for you. It's disgusting. It's an abuse of power. It's just absolutely appalling. It just should not be taking place in any ways, shapes or forms. So what is this real World War Three threat all about? There is a genuine threat of a World War Three, and you need to be aware of it because it's real. And it's a, this wouldn't be just any ordinary war. It would be very nuclear because Russia and other nations have nuclear capabilities and nuclear weapons that they are not afraid to use, especially Russia. So why would we want to get into a war over in Ukraine and Boris Johnson from Great Britain coming over here and advocating for us getting involved, getting boots on the ground, giving them equipment, giving them this, giving them that, give them, give them whatever they need, just go to war with them. Go to war, you know, blow it up, do this, do that. It's like, why are you coming over here advocating for a war that's going to destroy millions of innocent American lives? We don't need to get involved in it. As a matter of fact, it needs to come to a, a peaceful resolution immediately. And it can. This, this whole thing could be put to bed like today. It really would not be that difficult. And you've got former President Trump calling for it. You've got people that have their heads on straight calling for it. But you got Republican leadership or Republicans within the Senate and the House, they're all for it too. And it's like, man, you guys are blind. Like, what? wake up. This is absolutely insane. Like, we should not be touting a war in Ukraine and getting involved in it, getting involved in a hot war. It's nuts, and it just should not be happening. Like, not today, not ever. So what is going on with this? And you've got people like Lindsey Graham, who's killing Trump with kindness and is stomping with him on the campaign trail in South Carolina, saying how much he loves Donald Trump and he wants to vote for Donald Trump and he's great and this, that, and the other. Like, what are his real motives here? Because if you look at his policies and what he stands for in foreign policy and other policies and the America First agenda, this guy sold his sold to the devil long ago. He's all He's completely the polar opposite of Donald Trump in almost every conceivable way on policy. He can't, he doesn't, he can't stand Donald Trump's policy. Yet he's stomping with him on the campaign trail saying how great he is and how Americans should vote for him and this, that, and the other. And it's like, what is this really all about? And the basic, what it boils down to is flattery. You keep your enemies close. You keep your friends close and your enemies closer. He's trying to flatter President Trump so that he can control him and get him to do whatever he wants him to do. When he gets elected and it's absolute insanity and people need to wake up to people like Lindsey Graham because it's, it's nuts and the guy is a crook and he should be voted out and another Republican should take his place because he's corrupt. He's corrupted by, you know, people, uh, companies like Lockheed Martin and the war machine within Congress, within uh, Washington, D.C. He's bought and paid for by him. 
over and over again. And it's been seen and heard and done with. And we need not to be okay with people like this having any part of uh, legislation power. It's just nuts. It's like he's trying to hide who he really is. And it's disgusting. And it's like we see through you, Lindsey Graham, and we're not buying it. So wake up because this is not okay. Not now, not ever. And we're not going to sit here and say or let you think that flattery and killing uh, President Trump with kindness is going to work. And the president, if he's buying into it, he needs to wake up and see what's going on and smell the roses here. Because there is definitely a hidden agenda when it comes to this flattery towards Trump. Because like I said, he disagrees with him on pretty much everything. And I mean, this it's really not that hard to understand and comprehend. This is pretty clear. So what is Facebook and Instagram doing now? What are they up to now? Well, they're looking like they want to threaten to ban Project Veritas from their platforms. Newsflash, this isn't the first time this is going to happen, and it ain't the last. They've been doing this for years now, and they've denied it for years. But now it's been proven because of what's gone on with Twitter that this is actually happening. Shadow banning is real, so on and so forth. So, you know, people don't want truth anymore. They want to be in darkness. And they don't want, you know, sin and darkness. They, they don't want light. You know, it's just the reality of what it is. When you're doing wrong, you don't want light exposing what you're doing because you just want to keep doing wrong and la-di-da-di-da and go through life. And that's what Instagram and Facebook, that's what they're basically wanting to do. They're just wanting to go la-di-da-di-da through life. And they don't want a Project Veritas on there exposing truth, exposing people like Pfizer uh, representatives and and. Um, People, employees of Pfizer confessing to doing gain of function research within the US and then forcing uh, Pfizer into finally verifying that they are doing that. It's disgusting. And so you, you can't have people like this, oh, well, we can't have truth. It's disgusting. We need to have truth. That's why this program exists because we expose truth. We need it. It's medicine to the soul. It doesn't always taste good coming or going down, but it's but by goodness, it is good when it is down. It doesn't taste good going down, but when it settles in there, it sure does help. And you look back on it, you go, man, you know what? That didn't taste good when it went down. I didn't like it when it was going on. But man, I really needed that truth. That was really good medicine that I needed in the long term. And there's nothing wrong with that. So let Project Veritas remain on Instagram and Facebook. And you as an American and I as an American, we need, we need to fight together to make sure that these monopolies quit doing what they're doing because it's not okay. We need to first be aware of it. Project Veritas is getting threatened to be banned. You're aware of it now. And we need to put our foot down to do something about it. Basically, the plain and simple fact. And so earlier in the program, I talked to you about how I don't agree with uh, Republicans doing wrong things as much as I don't agree with Democrats doing wrong things. This whole George Santos thing, I just don't understand the, the, the compulsivity of lying just to lie. It doesn't make sense to me. It just seems very dumb. And based upon what I've been hearing and the Tulsi Gabbard interview that she conducted on uh, Tucker Carlson tonight uh, a few weeks back, it, he just seemed very shady and not very humble about admitting his wrongdoing and covering it up by saying, oh, well, Democrats do it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, I don't care that Democrats do it. I don't want you doing it. Like, yeah, Democrats doing it's wrong. And I, well, I do care that they do it. I don't want them doing it. It's wrong. It's evil. But in this instance, we're not focused on Democrats, sir. We're focused on you and your integrity. 
and how voters voted for you based upon a lie, based upon something that you portrayed that is false. Mind you, there are surface level things that are just so stupid to lie about. It's just like, well, you lied about going to this college. You lied about playing volleyball and being, going to college on a volleyball scholarship and just like dumb lies. It's like meaningless. It's complete and utter foolishness that you just didn't even need to take part in. So why take part in it? It just doesn't make sense, dude. Like just grow up, grow a pair and just stand up for something. Stand up for truth. Say, this is what I stand for. And just be honest and open. And if people want to vote for you, they'll make it happen. And if they don't, oh, well, you lost. Big deal. Move on with your life. But sit there and lie about just meaningless stuff. It's just completely and utter, utterly foolishness. But then you have the Democrats who, on the one hand, focus so heavily on George Santos because there's so much going on in the nation that they don't want you to pay attention to that. So they'll just sit there on all the media networks. They don't want to cover all the stories about the China balloon and about what's going on in the Biden administration and the document scandal and this, that, and the other. So they just uh, try and distract you with meaningless stuff like George Santos. It's like the big thing they're covering on all these media networks for days and days. And it's like, okay, we get it. He's a liar. We don't like it. But let's move on to bigger issues and understand that there are bigger issues to be had. There are bigger issues to be had. And, and we need to understand that there's bigger fish to fry in the country. Like George Santos, he is what he is. He's a liar. Let's just own it. Let's call a spade a spade. You know, I want a guy like that to humble himself and then, you know, try and restore trust. And I mean, a step in the right direction is that he removed himself from committee assignments, which I agree with. If you're a liar and you're a compulsive liar, I don't think you should be on a committee. It's, it's that simple. But to focus so heavily on that when there's other issues that are so much more prominent and should be taking center stage is just mind-blowing. It doesn't make any sense. So let's, let's take the focus off of the lower-end stuff and let's put it back on the big things that actually have a, a considerable impact on everyday American lives. It's just, I mean, this isn't complex, complex stuff here. So once you go woke, you end up going broke. Faith-based post-secondary institutions are seeing a huge rise in enrollment applications, while woke colleges see huge declines. Well, go figure. You go woke, you go broke. You got the DEI, Diversity, Inclu uh, Inclusion, and Equity, Equity and Inclusion, DEI, um, agenda being put shoved down the throats of these people that go to these higher ed uh, post-secondary institutions well yeah they're gonna wake up and finally say oh, i don't want my kids going there like it's disgusting stop with the nonsense and just let people learn basic stuff like i don't know how to write a check how to balance a budget unlike the american government how about that how about you know learning a trade or learning something that actually you know gets you to put in some work and have a work ethic and develop something instead of uh, gender studies. And then they wonder why, you know, a day in the life of so-and-so over at putting all these TikTok videos together about a day in the life of a Google employee. And then you get these, and then who's the first to get fired? And it's been proven. Who's the first ones to get fired and laid off in, in these massive tech layoffs? The ones that post those videos to Twitter and to TikTok because employers aren't stupid. They see you're not doing anything. They're eventually going to fire you when push comes to shove. You're going to be the first ones out the door, and rightfully so. They're about production. They're about you have to bring them value. If you don't bring them value, they're going to fire you and let you go, and you're going to be the first ones to go, and that's just the way it is. So you want to be something in a company, and you want to be able to stay on board when things get tough, and they have to think about laying people off. 
bring them value. This isn't rocket science. And so these institutions, like you got Hillsdale College, a 53% rise in their enrollment applications. And you have other institutions who, who, who basic ones and, and well-known ones that are having huge declines. Well, stop with the woke ideology, get back to basics, and you'll see your enrollment increase. Like make America smart again. Stop dumbing us down to race, gender, and identity because we're these things matter in the smallest of ways. We want smarts. We want to see past skin color. Like Martin Luther King said, I want to live in America where we're not judged based on the color of our skin, but on the content of our character. Where is that in America now? On the left. It's like done away with and gone. It's disgusting. It ought to be brought back because it's very powerful stuff. I'll tell you that. You got people who are getting fired. This Michael Oxford is getting fired. He got fired. It's been proven. He came and actually said it himself. He was fired for not wearing a mask outside while doing a trade in 2023. In February of 2023, if you're being forced to wear a mask, if you're ever being forced to wear a mask, shame on whoever's forcing you. And it's disgusting if you ever oblige. You shouldn't. You're allowing... The reason why this keeps happening is because we're allowing it to happen. Stop allowing it to happen. Stop corporations from putting these mandates in place and saying no. If everybody said no, they wouldn't be able to do it. So stand up and say no. And so this one guy actually had a backbone and stood up and said no. And now he's got a lawyer, an attorney. He's, he's retained an attorney so that he can go and sue them. And rightfully so, because this happened in California. But even in California law, they cannot mandate you wear a mask to maintain and keep your job. It's disgusting. It's an abuse of amendment rights, basic human rights at its very core. It doesn't make any sense. You can't force somebody to wear a mask and they're, they're ineffective. It's been proven over and over and over again. I just saw a study that was released um, today about mask wearing and how they're ineffective. They don't work, especially cloth masks. And why would you wear them outside? It doesn't even make sense. Inside would make more sense than outside. Outside makes completely no sense and inside makes no complete sense either at all. They don't work. It's been proven over and over again. So stop with the madness. Stand up as Americans. You as an American need to stand up and say enough's enough. I'm not wearing a mask anymore because it's not right. It makes your skin more oily. It makes you prone to having uh, eye problems and styes in your eyes because of the bacteria buildup. It's just, it's disgusting. They don't work. They create more problems than they ever do solving them, making people pass out because they lack oxygen and so on and so forth. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's absolutely disgusting and appalling. And it's just basically the people in power trying to lord their power over basic, you know, basic human beings that just are trying to live everyday normal lives. Normal, not basic, but normal human, everyday, hardworking American people. And it's disgusting that you're trying to lord, lord power over, the, over us. It's disgusting. And we need to say no. And it starts by everybody banding together and saying, we're not putting up with this anymore. They're finally starting to get rid of these ridiculous uh, shot mandates, vaccine mandates. This should never have happened in the first place. I was a big proponent when all this stuff first happened. I'm like, man, you start giving your rights up. I was early on the early bandwagon of if you start giving your rights up, they're never going to stop taking them. And it's just true. It's just absolute stone cold facts. You give up your rights willingly, they're going to take them willingly, and they're never going to stop because they know that they don't have to because you're not <laughs> challenging them on it. You're not making them. They're only going to keep doing it as long as you allow them to do it. 
it's it's just the simple fact of it. You keep pushing, letting them push the boundary. They're going to keep taking and taking and taking more and more and more. You give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. It's just the way it goes. So stop giving them an inch and don't allow them to take the mile. It's really that simple. So apparently unattractive people are the more willing party of people. So South Korea study shows that unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing masks even though it's been proven, like I just said, that they don't work and that the pandemic is over. And South Korea just lifted their indoor mask mandate themselves. So you could look into this. You could speculate as to why unattractive people would be more inclined to wear masks. Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. If you got bad janky looking teeth, guess what you're going to do? You're going to want to wear a mask. You don't like the way you look. You're going to want to cover it up. It's just the way it goes. It's sad, but it's the truth. I mean, the truth is what it is. And so, I mean... You can kind of laugh at it because it's half funny, but it's sad at the same time because it's like, man, it's like the most miserable people in life that just hate life, hate people, hate, hate, hate are the ones more inclined to wear a mask. And it's like, man, you know, just give your life to Jesus and, and just live for him and just love people. And, and you're just going to live a much better life and just take the mask off. It's really that simple. And so you've got people another abuse of power that we're going to get into right now. You got people like Douglas Mackey, who's getting threatened to go to prison. He's actually being put on trial. Like this ain't a threat. This is real. And he's got a band of attorneys trying to fight for him. But this is, this is real. And this is something you need to pay attention to. Go look it up and, you know, get on the bandwagon, support him. They're still trying to raise funds for his defense team. So if you can help out, I highly recommend you do it. So he's getting to where he could go to prison. The Department of Justice is after him because of a meme he posted on Twitter as a joke, which everybody knows clearly it was a joke. It's not hard to figure out that it's a joke. We all know it. Hello. It's a First Amendment right. Free speech. You can have free speech. And so he says this joke on the show or on Twitter, sorry, to show and prove that Hillary Clinton voters aren't very intelligent. And so it's a clear joke. Everybody knows it's a joke. And he's being charged with a crime related to this by the Biden Justice Justice Department. And it's a clear and egregious violation of his First Amendment rights to free speech. It's a joke. It's a meme about, I don't even know exactly what the meme said, but it's something along the lines of text your vote to blah, 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 blah for Hillary Clinton. And it's just, it's a, it's a clear joke. It's a clear meme. He's got a funny little Twitter account going on kind of thing. And so for him to get charged for this, it's just absolute nonsense. And it's, they're trying to set a precedent to basically strip our First Amendment rights away. And we cannot let them do it. You and I have to fight and say no. And if you're unaware of this case, you need to look it up. Douglas Mackey. And you need to pay close attention to this because it can and will affect you if the DOJ gets their way. And you ought to say, uh-uh, not on my watch, buster. And so wake up because this stuff's real and it's happening. And it's happening more frequently than ever before at an extreme rapid rate where amendment rights are being stripped away from everyday Americans who are just hardworking Americans. You saw it on January 6th, people being thrown in prison, not given rights to even basic trials of this, that, and the other, just thrown in awful DC prisons to sit and rot in solitary confinement because they stood at the Capitol. They didn't even go in, some of them. They were just present on the day. And it's just... You know, you had cops just letting people in. I mean, 
you are, I'm sure you already know all of, all of this. And if you don't, go look it up, research it for yourself and, and learn a little something. It'll help you. But like I said, this, Doug, this Douglas Mackey going to prison um, for, for a meme or for multiple memes on a Twitter account, I highly recommend you look it up and you back this guy because it's just absolutely egregious and completely and utterly evil and wicked what's going on and what's being happened what's happening to him and how he's being treated. It's disgusting at it's like at the deepest levels to wrap up today's program. We're going to get right into the send out the feel good story of the week. Ooh, what's it going to be this week? A 91 year old New York crossing guard retires after 41 years. He says, my life feels so complete. Let's get into it. Luis Cobbs, a 91-year-old crossing guard from Long Island, New York, has retired after more than four decades on the job. On November 4th, 1981, at the age of 50, Cobbs joined the Nassau County Police Department as a Levitown School District crossing guard. This is a very, very dedicated woman with tremendous community spirit who is a model employee, Bruce Blakeman County executive of Nassau County told Fox News Digital. She's just a wonderful human being. And we were so proud to have her, Blakeman added. In all her years of service, Cobbs never missed a day of work or called out sick. Wow. If I can get up in the morning and cross my children, I'll be there. And I was, Cobbs told Fox News Digital. The community could always count on seeing Cobbs at Violet Lane and Orchid Road. Her love for the local children, or as she calls them, my children, is what has kept her going. Those were my children. I love them all. I watched them grow up, Cobbs shared. Throughout the 41 years she spent on her corner, Cobbs has seen children grow up to become parents, and she's helped their kids cross the road each day. Cobbs said there was nothing that could hold her back from doing her job. I got up and if I had a headache, I said, I'll take a pill, Cobb said. She continued, I didn't want to disappoint them. They look forward to seeing me when they turn the corner. Several county officials have recognized Cobb for her dedication to the community, including Patrick Ryder, Nassau County's police commissioner. We should all take a little lesson from her about the importance of our jobs and what they mean to other people and not just ourselves, Ryder told Fox News Digital. This lady took her job to another level. She took pride in that corner, he added. She had a great deal of respect for the history of the Nassau County Police Department and the traditions they have had held throughout the years, Ryder said. Even when the Nassau County Crossing Guards saw a change in uniform from the traditional cap to a baseball hat, Cobbs refused to leave the tradition behind. She continued to wear her original uniform, Ryder added. Cobbs may be 91 years old, but she says she's still going. I would still be on that corner. Believe you me, she said. Ryder said Cobbs' commitment to, that, to the role and her love for the community is what has set her apart. I've had great cops that I've worked with, and I've had great civilians that I've worked with, but she, by far, surpasses most because of her dedication, Ryder commented. Cobbs knew the names of everyone who crossed her corner and everyone knew her. Before becoming the community's beloved crossing guard, Cobbs was a stay-at-home mom of her three children, Kevin, Dean, and Deborah. Cobbs' husband, Thomas Cobbs, was an active service member, she said. In 1981, her daughter, Deborah, was friendly with an officer at the Nassau County Police Department. He was the one who encouraged Cobbs to work as a crossing guard. 
I went down to the precinct, filled out the application, and I was on the job, Cobb said. It was the greatest job ever. I never regretted it once. Although she will no longer be crossing kids at the corner, Cobb's plans on remaining active in her community. Even as old as I am, I don't want to sit still. I just want to keep going as long as I can, Cobb said. She's now the proud grandmother of seven grandchildren and great-grandchild. Looking back at all she's accomplished and looking ahead to spending time with her family, Cobb said, my life feels so complete. We were blessed to have her, Ryder said, added County Executive Blakeman. I'm sure we haven't heard the last of Luis. Wow. Dedication, loyalty, commitment, just some words, some adjectives to describe this lady's level of dedication to just helping her community, understanding how important it is to be a servant and not to serve. That's what Jesus came to do on this earth. He came to serve. He didn't come to be served. Understand that this 91-year-old woman understand the most, understood the most basic human thing that every one of us ought to understand. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about those that God places in your path and how we can make a difference in their lives. So make it a great day or not. Remember, the choice, it's always yours. And with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. No Truth Politics is created, recorded, edited, and produced by our production company, Pearly Gates USA, which is owned and operated by our parent company, The Big Time USA. Make sure that you follow the podcast and turn notifications on by hitting the icon so that you get alerted about every new episode as soon as it's released. Do you hate listening to ads and sponsorships? Well, say hello to ad-free and sponsorship-free listening and more exclusive benefits when you become a Crusader Plus today. To find out more about how you can become a Crusader Plus today, please go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, click on the link No Truth Politics Plus under the No Truth Politics category. To make a one-time financial gift, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, click on support. With your financial support, you make all of this possible. So thank you. Well, the Band-Aid has officially been ripped off. So it's time to ask yourself one final question. Has the truth set you free so that you can be free indeed? For myself, Mr. Misunderstood, and the rest of our team here at Pearly Gates USA and the Big Time USA, thank you so much for your loyal listening, and we look forward to you listening again next episode.